Hey Warriors and welcome back to another episode of Warrior Within. I do hope you had a great week. Mine wasn't too bad and out here has been pretty cold. I know some of you guys have had some crazy storms out there, uh, especially like one of my friends who got about 12 inches of snow. But, you know, it's still cold because, one, we moved from Colorado to Texas, so now my body changed there quite a bit. And then coming here, it doesn't, it, it, it feels actually colder than it probably is. But because I'm not used to being in Colorado up in the mountains like I was before, you know, my body has changed quite a bit. So, um, I do hope that the sound has been better because I did fix it as far as I know. Uh, the last episode sounded like it was pretty clear and I can get really low and it should be fine. Um, as for any updates, nothing terribly new. Um, still trying to get things taken care of. Uh, dealing with even my health stuff, I've been feeling actually a, a quite a bit better than I have been. Um, and just really liking out here. The weather, the atmosphere the 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 nature of it i just i just really like it and i'm more excited about seeing what god's going to do with this ministry especially as he puts all the pieces together so that being said there, there's been like a few things this week in the gaming community that has not necessarily my community but other people that we deal with where um there's a friend of that's connected to our community she is disabled just and uh she gets picked on online and at the same time there's a lot of people who respect her she's actually a leader of her own guild which is cool but it has gotten into my mind about people and staying hurt because one of the things you know she does struggle because of her cerebral palsy too it's hard to let go of things that you know being bullied or picked on a lot you know and I, I remember being bullied quite a bit when I was younger there is a tendency of looking for support and help not really getting it and so you kind of linger and that hurt I'm titling this one the art of staying hurt I do think a lot of people stay hurt they stay in their anger about it, they stay in their pride about it, and they 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 hide in that hurt, and they've truly they, they the thing is I I hear people say oh well I give it to the Lord, but yet you still hear them talking about it because they're implying when they say that that they don't like they're not festering on it they don't think about it they don't repeat it they don't they don't talk about it at all but they do. And the thing is that sometimes with healing, it's not that easy. It's not instantaneous. And people are going to heal at certain times, certain moments, and we need to be patient. But as Christians, we should be very open to the idea of listening to people. Sometimes the cry for help isn't, straight up i need help the cry to hear someone have someone hear me may not be so obvious to people and i know as men we tend to lean on trying to not be emotional so that we cannot have to deal with issues like we see it all the time on tv shows 
how they depict men to be like. How they hide behind the the stoic view of man. Like, you know, you hurt, but I, I can't show a tear. I can't, no, you, you can't be upset. You can't be emotional about it. Men are emotional. No, men are emotional. However, women are way more, more emotional than us because they think differently than we do. But we should cry. We should get upset. We should be hurt. And a lot of times what happens, our hurt actually turns into more anger, resentment, vengefulness. It's not on hope, rejoicing, and grace and suffering. You know, because at one point I was going to probably do this on bullying um, because I have more experience of being bullied. But at the same time, I think there's a art in staying hurt that derives from a lot of other issues that people have gone through. So I'm going to look at it from a bullying perspective, but there, there could be any other avenues that are connected to why you stay hurt. Just like, I don't think all of our anger issues derive from hurt. However, in many cases, most people that are angry as you could, as you listen to them, which is a key thing about this whole thing. If we are willing to listen to other people, you will hear a lot that's not being said. We gotta really be listening. But what I find is that many people do come from some form of hurt. And that their response through anger or being vengeful or resent about things, issues, past, present issues, marriage, um, being a father, at work, church, whatever it may be, uh, that hurt is there. To me, when we allow that hurt to fester in a little deep inside of us, there's always a whisper that desires revengeance, fairness. And even though with our mouths we speak and say, I forgave them, yet that hurt still lingers. It's still there, still holds on to you. You know, in 1 Peter 3, verses 8 and through 12, finally, all of you, have unity of mind, sympathy, brotherly love, a tender heart, and a humble mind. You got to understand that Peter is speaking to Christians, so it's not all people can do this. But as Christians, we are supposed to be in unity of mind. That means similar theology of the scriptures. So we should all be looking to the scriptures. We should all uh, have the mindset of having sympathy showing brotherly love, having a tender heart, being graceful, being gentle, and a humble mind. Humility is always connected to wisdom and it's always connected to listening, paying attention. And it's not just listening to each other, but listening to God, listening to the Holy Spirit. No, 
last episode, I wasn't saying that if you don't hear God, you're not a Christian. Someone had made a comment and like, is that what I meant? No, that's not what I meant. But a lot of times there's two things that are going on. One, you're not hearing God because you're not listening because you're too busy living like the world or two, you don't, you're not a Christian. So there is people that are not Christians who think they're Christian, but they don't hear God because they're not, they don't know him. He said it, you, 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 you may, you're not going to know me. Cause when I, when you come to me and say, Hey, I did this in your name. I'm going to say, I never knew you. It's not, I'm not telling you that God said that. So there is people who are not going to, or who think they're Christian that are not going to know God because one, they don't hear him because they're not listening to the scriptures They're not being an obedient. God speaks through the scriptures. I'm not talking about hearing him outside the scriptures as you know, as the reasoning, it's the scriptures. The scripture says, Hey, don't do this, and you go and do it, you're not listening. So, as a believer, we should desire to be like Christ, we shouldn't be chasing after the world. That's that's all that's really about. Okay, going back to this, it says, Verse 9 do not repay evil for evil or reviling for reviling, but on the contrary, bless. Or to this you were called that you may obtain a blessing for whoever desires to love life and see good days let him keep his tongue from evil and his lips from speaking deceit let him turn away from evil and do good let him seek peace and pursue it for the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous and his ears are open to their prayers or prayer but the face of the Lord is against those who do evil. You see, as much as we you know from the hurt that happened to us, the anger that's filled our hearts, whatever it may be that it's connected to, whether you're mad at your dad when you're from being childhood, whether your dad's even now is doing stuff he shouldn't be doing, whether it was a teacher, or a cousin, an uncle, or a grandfather, or aunt, grandmother, girlfriend, ex-wife, whatever it may be that happened that you got the hurt from. We're not supposed to do evil for evil. We're not supposed to seek out that vengeful desire for that person. Because remember, I told you guys, I think it was either the last episode before, in the beginning, I, I, in my head, I wanted a form of vengeance. You know, towards that church, but also even when I was younger, towards the people who hurt me. Because... To me, I looked at myself as a good person. I did the right things. I obeyed my parents. I tried to not get in trouble. I tried to get all my schoolwork done. I, like My goal was to be a good citizen of the world. You know what I mean? And yet bad things happen. I got bullied a lot. I got mistreated by other people. I got made fun of by lots of people. I got made fun of for my name. I socially got pretty distraught. Because every time I open up to people, like they mistreated me. And guess what? It's still like that even in adulthood. I still struggle with making good friends. I struggle. Because every time I've opened up to people, only a small handful 
have been sincere. A very small handful. And they're still part of my lives. You know, my life of my, my wife and I. Unfortunately, they're not nearby. And so meeting new people, it's hard. And we're trying very hard to be more willing to open, but we have been hurt. And it's there and it lingers. And so I do my best to be very careful to not let that consume me from not trying and become hurtful and to not and be cold and callous. I don't want that to happen. Now, one of the battles today in how our culture deals with issues and hurt and anger is they labeled them. They love to label our problems. They give them an identity. Instead of dealing with the actual root issues, they relive the issues because they identify by their issue. People continue to struggle in their walks. They search for a ritual or a method of some type that can help them stop hurting. But they never find it. Because they get stuck in this cycle where the hurt still festers, it still sits there, the anger is still holding on because you relive that memory over and over again. It's the same thing of being hurt when someone dies. It's the same thing when something tragic happened. You know, like we watch TV shows and movies and whatever. Like right now, Heartland's what my wife and I have been watching quite a bit of. And, you know, Amy got uh, hit in the back of the head in one season and it terrified her where she thought she would never be able to take care of horses ever again because it lingered and we start feeding that fear so much it becomes a part of us and the reason why i can say that because i know because i i did that i hid the hurt and i thought that was what it's supposed to be like I also thought for quite a long time that God punished me for every sin I did by all the negative things that happened to me. The rejections, the nothing going my way, feeling like useless, you know, and a lot of it was because of the bullying had festered inside me so much that it kind of created a persona and I was allowing it to control me. And even though I, I, I accepted Christ at age eight, I still felt like every single time, you know, if I disobeyed my mom or dad at one point, or I maybe lied there, or, you know, I broke something but didn't say anything, or I was late in homework, or um, I had bad feelings towards someone and I was angry at them, anything. And, I, and the idea was I thought soon after I knew something was going to happen or something didn't work out, and that's God punishing me. And I would say that to myself in my head. Now, do consequences happen? Of course. I do not think God's waiting like Zeus with a lightning bolt to wait for our mistake to see what happens. And I thought like this all the way almost up to my senior year in high school. Yes, that long. I looked at my life and just did not see the quote unquote luck that many had, you know, all the guys, whether it was with girls with good grades, money, um, had it got all this stuff, got the latest, you know, video game system, 
you know, got extra money last birthday and Christmas. They got the toys that they wanted, you know, and, you know, they got a car, a brand new car or a really nice used muscle type car. And all, I mean, I could just, I kept going, going, going. And I, and, and I sat there and I was like, this is just God punishing me. Hurt lingered. You know, I didn't see myself as the best at anything. And a lot of that was because of the hurt. The bullying really affected me mentally and how I looked at things. I honestly think this is a lot of where my anger derived from. And I thought to myself, I'll just keep taking the beatings from God. I started to feel it was unfair. And why is it that people who do awful things get away with it and still are popular? That's what kept going through my head. Then Psalms 37, the whole chapter, I've told you how much I loved it, but just the verses one and two is a good reminder. It says, fret not yourself because of evildoers. Be not envious of wrongdoers, for they will soon fade like the grass and wither like green herb. Now, if you ever dealt with herbs, you know when they're fresh, they're really nice, they smell great, but as you leave them and don't use them, they start to wither, start to become mushy, and nobody wants it anymore. It's a good example of understanding that even though it seemed like all these people were having all this good stuff happen to them, even though they were not nice people, they you know were horrible boyfriends or uh, mistreated other people all the time but never got caught for it, God will deal with them. God will handle the issue. What does he require of us but to walk humbly, to know him, to understand him, to obey him, to follow him. Our goal is not to look popular. Our goal is not to be seen as the best of everything. I don't care if I'm not the best of anything, even though it is a challenge because I still would like to be good at stuff. I like to be good at the games I play. I would like to be good at shooting an arrow. I love to be good at throwing an axe. I would like to be good at cooking. I would like to be good as a husband. I would like to be good as a someday maybe dad. But all God wants from us is to be humble and to obey. And I started learning that. To take a quick break. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously and... 6-1 since that matters. And what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. And so, it was not until I understood two things that the Lord was able to kind of start speaking to me again. 
one. People are sinners. They make they make choices. They make mistakes, and they will hurt other people. You know, things that happened to me a lot of times. It was because other people chose to make those decisions. And a lot of times, a lot of them are hurt. And so they pick on weaker people in their minds or even people that may actually be stronger than they think, or at least they know they're stronger, but they need to put them down because they don't want them to succeed. You see it a lot in real life. My, in my world, the pastors who have someone come in and basically I don't I like I don't want to say it this way but like one up them or they just are more popular or they just they preach better or they deal things a little bit differently and instead of the pastor cultivating that they put them down they try to get rid of them they try to destroy their character because they don't want to lose their position their capability, their power. And it's scary that it's in churches. It's also in the Christian culture, period. We don't always look at each other like we're supposed to in brotherly love and caring for one another as we should, encouraging one another as we should, because we make choices. And the second thing was, I was allowing the anger to fester due to the mastery of my hurt. I didn't realize it at the time. I mean, as a young person trying to live life, trying to make it, you don't recognize that you're becoming a masterful art of staying hurt. Especially if you're not getting the proper discipleship. People don't really listen to when people are really hurting. Or they, they're so focused on trying to fix the problem, they miss out on helping the actual issue. But in Ephesians 4.30-32, through 32, it says this, And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and slander be put away from you, along with all malice. Be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, as God and Christ forgave you. He's given us some form of command. I don't believe that we can instantly figure this all out and get through because we probably have never stopped to really think about all the problems that we do have and bitterness that has held on, or actually that's been held on for so long. Because we need to let it go. Because I remember how angry I was at this one person who, you know, we really liked each other and something happened and she just wasn't interested. Like I never dated her, but we really liked each other and she didn't do a very good job in trying to deal with me and ended up really hurting me a lot and also kind of hurt some of my friendships because, you know, we're in a small school. And I remember, though, it was, I think my junior year, I became very angry my junior year. I think everything was starting to kind of catch up. You know, because remember I told you a lot of us guys, we keep on 
putting things away, putting things away, putting things away, and we don't realize how much it damages us in the inside, and it becomes like a callus. And I remember how mean I got to this person because I started thinking, you know what? No, I'm not living in this hurt anymore. But then I became more on the vengeful side, or at least not very kind side. <laughs> and the whole time I thought I was healing. And it really didn't come head on until my one of my closest friends, my best friend, one of my best friends, she came up to me and just told me straight up, you need to stop treating this other person as you are doing. You're not being nice. You're being hurtful. You're being mean. And it kind of just caught me off guard because in my mind, but no, I wasn't allowing my hurt to control me. I was ha taking command of my hurt. But I couldn't hear the Holy Spirit speaking through me until my friend spoke up and said something. It made me stop and think. I had been so happy with how I've been handling it. It, it was pride. So instead of like handing it to the Lord and forgiving and allowing myself to be kind, I was ignoring and living off of my pride. That moment is when God finally was able to speak again, to get my attention. I, I stopped acting the way I did, but I was not going to be opening any doors to being friends again. But I did allow God to change me. And I had to repent. See, people are going to make mistakes. We can either live in that hurt, become the art of staying hurt, allowing that anger inside to fester, and let pride take over. I mean, I still have anger issues that I still am trying to work through, trying to figure out where it comes from and why it's there. I see it and I do struggle, but I have had a lot of moments where I've been letting go and giving it to God, but I'm also allowing God to change me and how I perceive the things that I see. See, we go to Romans 12, 21, and it says, rejoice in hope, be patient in tribulation, be constant in prayer, contribute to the needs of the saints. Seek to show hospitality. Bless those who persecute. Bless and do not curse them. Rejoice with those who rejoice. Weep with those who weep. Live in harmony with one another. Do not be haughty, but associate with the lowly. Never be wise in your own sight. Repay no one evil for evil, but give thought to that, or to what is honorable in the sight of all. If possible, so far as it depends on you, live and peace, peaceably with all. Live in peace. That's what that means. Beloved, never avenge yourselves, but leave it to the wrath of God. For it is written, Vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. To the contrary, if your enemy is hungry, give him, you know, feed him, give him food. If he is thirsting, give him something to drink. For by doing so, you will heap burning coals from his head. Do not overcome by evil but overcome evil with good. You see, this is one of the hardest things to do, showing 
kindness, gentleness, grace to people who have been awful. But I could tell you this, if any of those people that really hurt me came up to me that I'm thirsty, I would give them a drink. You see, the world teaches us to live in that sorrow, live in that anger. You know, you were justfully or unjustfully hurt. You're a victim. You need to be victimized. And no, you don't. In fact, we need to be letting go of the hurt. We need to be giving it to God. But we need to let God change us. And healing will start happening. It may take years, it may take months, it may take days, but we can't rush healing. You need to let people heal as the Holy Spirit leads them to heal. But in the in time, we should not be desiring revenge, because yet it will linger. We should surrender the hurt to God, and yet also allow God to change us. And we need to listen to the Holy Spirit not live live under the victimization identity. Healing can come. Healing can happen. It is not too late today to be able to say, Lord, I've been living in my anger. I've been living in my sadness. I've been living in my hurt for way too long. I want to surrender. I want to surrender it all to your hands. But I need you to change me into who you need me to be. And I know it will get dirty. I know it will get hard. I know it won't feel good all the time. But heal my brokenness. I don't want my identity to be in whatever anger, sorrow, or victimization that I have created for myself. I want you to be my identity. That's all it will take. It'll take time. It will take time. So don't think that, oh, well, I did that and it, nothing happened. Well, it's going to take time because just by saying how you said that, I did this, but nothing happened, it tells me there's still hurt and anger there. You haven't really let go, but give it time. Because it may be people you need to meet. It may be a person you need to meet. It may be something you need to get involved with the church. It may be needing... You know, you got to let go of something else. It may be something deeper. It may be something very simple. You're just choosing not to. But if you really want the Holy Spirit to move, he will start moving. Give it time. But stay faithful. Stay humble and obey. Do what you're supposed to be doing. And the Holy Spirit will do what he's supposed to be doing. Let's pray. Dear Holy Father, thank you for all that you do. I thank you for how you provide, how you take care of us, how, you know, sometimes we still, we fail. We make mistakes, we sin, we struggle. Give us the desire to always seek you out, to repent, to change, to allow you to change us so that we can be more like you. And that we can get better in our walk, get better at how we're supposed to think and feel. That we may honor your name above all names and humble ourselves before your majesty. 
I pray, Lord, if there's anybody that's listening, any of the guys or even some of the women that might be listening, that if they need to let go of something, start showing them. They're holding on to their hurt, help them to let go. They're feeding their anger. Quench that fire. You can calm the storm in anybody like you did that the waters of the, in the in the sea, Lord. You can calm hurt and pain in people, and you can help them through the process of healing. But Lord, I ask that you help men to have courage to ask you. I pray this in Jesus' name, Amen. Guys, have a blessed week, and I will see you next time. God bless.